This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Oh, yeah. How we doing today? How's it going? Back-to-back weeks with back-to-back podcasts, man. Two in a week. I don't know how some people do three, four a week. That's tough. They get paid money. That's probably how they do it. That's probably how they start talking. Well, welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. This is episode 14. I don't know. Something like that. But uh, we're here. We're doing this. This this uh, this second podcast is to basically break down, you know, the first podcast. I went over everything current news-wise um, and the Conor McGregor and all that bullshit. This one I want to talk about. I want to dedicate a good 30 minutes to... UFC Glendale because that card is stacked. I mean, stacked. I love it. I love the card. I've been going over it all week. I'm excited. I'm going to give you every single pick. I'm going to give you the ones you need to stay away from. And I'm going to give you some money lines, man. Some big, big money lines. Hopefully you want some money. And maybe throw me a little kickback. You know, email is on MMATakes.com. Just throw me a little kickback. I'll open my Venmo if, if that's what you want to do. So I want to start out by doing a new segment here. It's called Critique Me. Now, um, there we go again. So basically, I've been, uh, I don't really listen to my podcast back all that often. I've kind of had to force myself to. Not because, I mean, I don't want to know, I've already know what I said. I'm the one fucking saying it. But just trying to see what I can improve on, um, quality and you know, all that and everything like that. And you need to do it. It's the worst part. I mean, I, I personally don't like hearing myself back. I'm glad that you guys like listening to me, at least some of you. Hopefully all the listeners aren't my mother. Um, but even then, I don't think she's she listens to every week. Apartment. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the problem is what I just did right there. So I, as I've noticed, I've been saying um a lot now. I like to think I'm a pretty good speaker, pretty good talker. I can I can talk pretty well, and uh, I talk a lot, and I talk fast, and I mispronounce a lot of words, and uh, that's something I have to deal with. But I've been noticing that I've been saying um a lot too when in the podcast. And when I when I first started doing the podcast, I looked at a YouTube video where this kid was like, "Okay, so here's an um, so I'm gonna delete that, like how to edit it." And that's I mean, if I did that, that's gonna take. Two years. I mean, I'd be on episode two still. So I'm always trying to improve. So I'm trying to cut back on the ums. I'm going to be okay if there's a pause. And I think it's just built into my speech. I mean, I think I, I talk that way in real life too. And uh, like I said, when I listen to the podcast back, I don't listen to like what I'm saying because I already know what I'm saying. I'm listening to... Audio quality, if you hear something in the background, if you hear my dog running around, if you hear, you know, what have you. And uh, and, and, I, and I think self-awareness is important. I like people critiquing me, telling me I need to get better, I need to get whatever the case may be. I think people who aren't self-aware or have a very high self-awareness, I think those are involving. You know, I think obviously you can't just say whatever you want to people. But I think, you know, if you're in my inner circle, even if you're a fan and you go, listen, you need to change this, you need to do this, you know, I'm going to take it to heart and I'm going to appreciate it. So, you know, and I think I have a pretty good self-awareness on myself. I mean, case in point, married to my lovely wife. And uh, when I first started, I got this cheap microphone and I was like, you know, hey, listen to like 
Joe Rogan and Chris D'Elia's podcast, and you know, and her and I both listen to Dak Shepard podcast. I said they all have the same mic, the uh, the Sure SM uh, SM7B. I said that's like kind of like the podcast standard. I said isn't that pretty cool? Like, can you tell the difference? And I would play her uh, my podcast, which is was with the Audio Technica, and then I would play the Dak Shepard or whatever, and she couldn't tell the difference. And um, you know, and it's a very subtle difference. And, and audiophiles like myself could tell the difference. But her response to me was, play it again. So I played it again, and she comes back. She's like, I think it's your voice. So she's basically saying that Dax and, and Joe Rogan and Crystal Lea sound really good um, using the microphone because their voice is better than mine. So basically, do not spend $400 on a microphone because your voice is still good. You can't change your voice. So the very next day, I went out and bought the microphone. So you were hearing, if you have heard the improvements in the audio quality, then, okay, congratulations, you're an audiophile just like me. It is, uh, you get no reward. We're not in a special club. We are just, we have very sharp ears, very sharp ears. So congratulations. But yeah, so, I mean, out of spite, I went out and got it. And, and, and she told me the other day that there is a difference. She can tell the difference. And I don't know if she was just, you know, trying to butter me up to get in my pants or if, you know, what the case was. I mean, it worked. I mean, don't get me wrong. It definitely worked. But, you know, it, was, she, was she telling the truth? I don't know. That's a new segment. Is my wife lying to me? We'll, we'll, we'll bring that up on the, the next podcast. But, no, feel free to comment. Feel free to tell me if there's things I need to do better, if you want to hear something else. You know, you want to hear it slowed down, with the, what, you know, what, what, whatever. Because I know I talk quick. I know I butcher a lot of last names, and I'm trying to cut out on the ums. And hopefully the, the quality is good. You know, my VP of operations, a.k.a. Otis, a.k.a. my dog, is um, sometimes he's barking a lot and running up and down, and hopefully I don't catch that right before I start recording. Literally right before I start hitting play, um, my neighbor decided that he wants to back into my driveway to get to his yard, and it caused this whole thing. And... uh you know, not a pushover, but maybe I should maybe be like, hey, hey, bud, what are you, you know, what are you doing? But anyway, um, UFC Glendale, holy shit, what a card, staring right at it right now. I have a lot to talk about. We're going to go tip the top, baby, tip the top, and we're going to get this right. I'm going to give you the odds. I'm going to give you the picks. Full disclosure, I haven't. I mean, there might be someone I might not know. I, I, I'm I'm a little on ill prepared. I was I meant to full disclosure. I meant to record this last night, Thursday night. Got very hot in my house. I refused to turn on the air conditioning because I'm cheap. It's not that time of the year yet. Cincinnati weather is crazy. It was 30 Monday, 28 on Tuesday. A little warmer yesterday. 78, 80 degrees. You know, I'm I'm sorry. 78, 80 degrees yesterday. House got super hot. Had to deal with a had to deal with a ten month old baby who didn't know how to deal with the heat, and then she had to deal with a thirty one old dad who uh, doesn't like the heat. And that's not even hot, but it's hot to me. So, full disclosure, I'm 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 just reading off this, but yeah, you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll enjoy it. I'm trying to bring some energy here. I'm drinking some Mountain Dew. They're bringing you guys some energy. Ain't not like Mountain Dew. All right, here we go. So we got Luke Sanders versus Patrick Williams. This is a this is an interesting matchup because I was really high on Luke Sanders. Um, he there's the ums. I, I won't point any more out. I promise. It's probably more annoying when I point it out. But he's lost his last two, Yuri Lacantra and Andre Sukuma. Um, uh, 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 and it's um, 
you know, I had really, really, really high hopes. He used to, I believe he used to date a WWE diva, like a nice little, nice little cute lady. I don't know if he still is. Cool Hand Luke. He's got a pretty cool nickname. He's he's against Patrick Williams, who I do know, I am familiar with. He hasn't blown me away. I have lost several bets on him. He is kind of, he's a mixed bag. This is a real pick and fight, in my opinion. I think both these guys are similar. On paper, Luke Sanders should win. Um, he's the huge favorite. He's the minus 415 favorite of the plus 245. But I think he's like a mental case. He, he, you know, he doesn't train out of big camp. I believe he trains in Nashville, Tennessee, if I'm not correct. If I'm not mistaken, he might have, he might have since moved. Patrick Williams, again, doesn't blow me away. His last fight was against Dom, uh, Tom Duke. Tukinwa, the Frenchman who is, you know, is a stud. He, he looked okay. Um, oh, man. I, I I don't hate Patrick Williams at plus three, four, five. I think that's a crazy line considering Luke Sanders is coming off two losses. His only two losses in his career. I've seen this happen before. Where And Patrick Williams is, is not an easy out. He's got an awkward style. He's kind of hard to look good against. Um, he's a little chinny. I've seen him get, I've seen him get put away before. Oh, you know what? I, 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 you know what? You know, fuck it. Yeah, I'd bet Patrick Williams in this fight. I would, I would definitely not put him in a parlay, for the simple fact that you know, with that crazy spread, you don't know what you're gonna get. I mean, a plus three, four, five is, is the payout on that is very rare. I tell you what. I mean, the last person I bet that was that high, I believe she was even higher, was Rose Namajunas, and I just the way. Joanna was carrying herself is maybe that I haven't really, I don't follow any of these guys on social media. Um, so I don't really know like what the mental state is and, and anything like that. Like I usually kind of pick off that, but Patrick Williams at, at a plus turnaround of a plus three, four, five. I mean, you bet a hundred bucks, you're winning 400. I mean, if you're in Vegas, gamble, baby, you know, never walk away from a heater. And uh, I think that's, that's an important life lesson. The next fight up is Matthew Lopez versus Alejandro Perez. I'm big on Matthew Lopez. I thought he looked really good. He did just get slept by Rafael San- or I'm sorry, Rafael Asuncao the last fight, but that I mean that guy's like the number two guy in the world. Lopez is a really good wrestler. I love the way he moves. He is a slight favorite in this fight, which is surprising because Alejandro Perez is um, coming off some nice wins in the UFC. He has uh, three wins plus a draw out of his last four. So um, he has a performance of the night bonus, and he is a plus 115. That's a nice little turnaround in your money. I would I would definitely bet this fight. I would. Uh, you're not you're not risking a lot. I wouldn't put a lot of money because this is kind of a pick and fight. I do like Matthew Lopez, and I was actually considering thinking he was going to be the underdog. I think he moves really well. I think he's a really really good wrestler. Alejandro Perez has won some close decisions, has some finishes. He's the under, so let's go Perez under. Plus one fifteen, I'd go as high as maybe two hundred bucks if you, if you're gambling. If you if you're feeling crazy, a little more than that. But this is again like a straight pick and fight. You're gonna double your money or you're gonna lose two hundred bucks. Really depends how your bankroll is. But I do like Perez in this fight. I mean, I, I was looking at their records and uh, uh, Lopez is coming off a big loss. I know he fought higher competition. Uh, like I said, a sunset is 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 the more the best in the world. I mean, he should. I mean, arguably could be fighting for the title. He's one on one with Dillashaw. But that's a, that's a really really good fight. I like that fight. Um, that's the second fight of the night. I mean, I tell you this, Glendale card, Arizona. I'm jealous, man. Get some of these guys here. 
All right, this is going to be a fucking bitch to say. Next fight up. But so reiterate, Alejandro Perez at plus 115. Nice little turnaround. Bet him. That's back-to-back underdogs. Where you get? Where else are you getting at? Where else are you getting at? But I do like Matthew Lopez. So if you want to put money on Lopez, I won't, I won't feel bad. Um, the next fight is going to be, I believe these are the big boys. I believe these are heavyweights. Oh, man, here we go. Aran C. Buller against Adam Weichsrek. Okay, so we got Canadian, a Muslim Canadian, and a Polish guy. Polish people have the hardest last names to pronounce. I, I'm obviously not very good at um, Middle Eastern names as well. I know this Arjun guy has getting, has getting a lot of hype. He's also getting a lot of, you know, looks and, and a lot of credit for wearing his turban, which is cool, you know, respect to you. I mean, respect, man. Wear whatever you want. As long as you're a white guy not wearing a do-rag, I don't really care what you wear. And then, um, so the the turnaround in this fight, that I would probably avoid this fight because I think there's some uncertainty. Adam, uh, the Polish man, Adam W, is what we're gonna say because I I can't I can't keep butchering these names I and mean, this is this is cringy. He's nine and one, um, and Arjun Singh Singh is seven and zero. Oh. They're both coming off wins. Uh, the Polish gentleman. Adam is plus 305. I mean, three unders. Could three unders really win? I mean, when, when's the last time that's happened? That's that's one of those things where, like, you know, when you are used to take a test in school and you'd be like, it's a Scantron test, and you're like, okay, there's A, the next one's A, and then you're so convinced that the third one's A, but you go B or C anyway because there's no way they're going to put three A's in a row. That's almost what I'm doing here. There's no way the gambling gods are going to let three unders win. But this, uh, the singular... I guess that's how you pronounce his last name. He is again getting a lot of hype, and um, I don't. I, I've seen him fight. I've seen both these guys fight. Not none of them blew my dick off. Um, I'd probably. I, I mean, if you want to gamble, I would go with the Polish gentleman. Um, but again, I, I do think that Singbuller is going to win. He's at a minus three seventy. So this is probably going to maybe avoid this fight unless you just want to go your first. Three fights, three parlays, three unders, and really cash out and have yourself a hell of a weekend than be my guess, but I maybe stay away from this fight. The next fight up, we have Diego Lima, that age throws me off, against Yushin Okama, the old vet. This is a really weird fight for me because I'm, you know, Douglas Lima, who is Diego's brother, is one of the best at 170. He's a complete animal beast. Gave a hell of a, he's over in Bellator, gave a hell of a fight to Roy McDonald a few months ago. Diego Lima made the finals of the Ultimate Fighter, went on the comeback season, you know, hasn't done great in the OC. He has a lot of potential. He fights similar to his brother. He just, he's like a little chinny, and um, he's lost three fights in a row. And it's just it's just one of those things where it's just, I don't think this is the best matchup for him either. Yushin Okami's an old dog, though, you know? Yushin Okami's coming off a loss against Ovin St. Proof. Before that, you know, Jacare smoked him. This is in the UFC. I know he left UFC for a while and went and fought elsewhere. Got brought back to fight OSP um, at 205. What? That doesn't make sense. Now he's fighting at 170. Unless this fight's being held at a different weight that I'm not because Diego Lima is a 170, and I guess they have Kami listed at 170. Who knows what's going on? Who knows? But um, 
Uh, give me Okami. Uh, the line is dead even on this. You're not going to get a big kickback on your money. This fight could go either way. Again, I probably would avoid it. I don't like the straight line bets, and I don't like adding this to a parlay because you don't know what's going to happen with the judges. You don't know who's going to show up. I mean, Lima's a decent grappler. I, I, I imagine Okami's going to use the size. Could gas. Lima's a, a better striker. So there's a lot of variables to add into this, and, with the, and I think Vegas priced this line perfectly i really would probably stay away from this one too so back to back staying away from back to back owners back to back staying away what's going on here the scantron thing is on my mind and then we got a lady fight to uh two pretty highly touted ladies i've seen both these women fight shauna dobson shauna danger dobson she's three and one against lauren mueller princess tiger who is not bad looking who's very easy on the eyes both these women are dead even, dead even on this. You know, um, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. This is, I, I hate to say to avoid another one, but I won't do that to you. You know, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick Lauren Miller to win against Shannon Dobson, uh, Shannon Danger Dobson. Excuse me. I believe they both. Uh, Okay, so one was the Ultimate Fighter, one, that's right. Okay, so Shauna was on the Ultimate Fighter, and Lauren was on Dana White's Tuesday Night Fights. Uh, Mueller is undefeated, so let's go Mueller, but I would probably avoid this. It is an even 110. They both are minus 110. I mean, what 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 what's the advantages? What, what's your kickback on this? Um, I, again, I'd avoid a parlay because women MMA, when 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 both these girls are starting out and they're, they're fairly young, it, it kind of can go either way. It's going to be a scrap. I think it's going to be an entertaining fight. I think it's going to be a lot of scrambles. You know, both these women's decision rates are pretty high. Obviously, I think it's going to go three rounds. So I'm going to go with the undefeated lady. But I would, again, avoid this. I hate to say avoid it, but we're going to get into some betting here. I promise. I promise we're going to get into some betting. Next up, we got Gilbert Burns from Brazil. He's 12-2 and two against Dan Moret, the hitman. Dan Moret, um, full disclosure, a little unfamiliar with Dan Moret. Oh, this is his UFC debut. So there you go. He has a decent record. Um, wait, what? Sorry. See, this is what happens when you do your your researching live is you, uh, you're unfamiliar with some people. But Gilbert Burns, I know, is riding uh, really, really high confidence. He knocked out Jason Sago his last fight. Before that, he lost a uh, decision to Michael Prozass, the big, huge, tree-trunk-looking motherfucker. Um, I'm going to go Gilbert Burns. I believe this line is pretty crazy. Yeah, I figured it would be. It's uh, Gilbert Burns is a minus 600, and Dan Moretta is a plus 450. I never, I never, never will tell anybody not to bet a plus 450 because this is MMA. Dan Moretta has a 13-3 record. He looks like he's a submission guy, which probably isn't going to bode well against Gilbert Burns, who is, you know, before he... Before he made his UFC debut, he was touted as a, a as a jiu-jitsu coach, and he has great jiu-jitsu. Um, so, yeah, I think this fight's kind of a lock. This might be one of my locks of the night. Uh, I think that's just a bad matchup. I got Gilbert Burns winning. Probably, probably I don't know if by stoppage, because I don't think he's like that big of a killer, but I think I can see it. He didn't have a knockout in his last fight. Not really sure of Dan Moret's game or chin, but I would go Gilbert Burns. I think this is priced a little high. I would definitely not avoid it. This is going to go on your parlay. You need to mix up. I mean, betting a straight five-fight, four-fight underdog parlay, I mean, I would add this to if you want to do the two, the first two fights 
unders and add him and then maybe one sprinkle another one in there, that's going to be a nice little payout. And I wish I was better at math so I could tell you exactly what that payout would be. But that's all the fight pass early prelim, prelims. That's such a 3.30 tomorrow. That's like kind of a midday. That's a sweet spot for me. My daughter's going to be taking a nap. My wife's not home yet. I get to eat whatever I want. I get to watch fight pass. You know, watch my daughter. I jinx myself. My daughter won't fall asleep now. Next up, we got Christoph Jocko, another Polish guy. Nice last name, though. He might have shortened it for America. He's 13th ranked against Brad Tavares. He's 15th ranked. I tell you what, I need to stay away from this fight. I'll pick it for you guys. Me, personally, I won't bet. I have lost against every time I bet against and for one another. Brad Tavares, I've never really held him in a really high regard of how good he was, but he somehow always wins fights. He... And it's and it's infuriating because then I'll bet against him because I in my head I'm like oh he's not that good, but Jocko is coming off two losses to Dave Branch against Uriah Hall. Before that he got one over uh, Talos Latis, so his competition has kind of stepped up. He got knocked out by Uriah Hall, which is um, surprising. He's a striker himself. Uriah Hall against is one of those guys that kind of doesn't show up. I've lost money against him too. Brad Tavares is coming off a three fight win streak. Problem with Brad Tavares is is he doesn't. He doesn't fight enough, I don't think. I think he's very good. I think he's talented. I do now, I should say. I think he's very talented. He's been around for a long time. He just He's not active enough for me. If you really want to make a, a swing in this 185-pound uh, division, I think you have to be a little active because 185 is, the, you know, the cream rises to the top, and you're kind of stuck in the middle. I mean, get, get to the top. But um, the line on this fight, I believe, is going to be a little... Yeah, it's it's pretty close. Jocko's at a plus 100. I don't hate that, but I don't love it because um, I just don't... I, he's he's untrustworthy to me. He's a little chinny and... Oops, sorry. You probably heard that. Sorry. Banging on my desk. Um, give me Brad Tavares. He's a minus 120. I like him in a parlay. I'd even bet him straight. I'm pretty confident that he's going to pull this out. I, f- I feel like he technically he's better. I know Jocko's kind of longer and, and and is going to hit a little uh, a little harder. He's got a three inch reach on him. Um, get I like I like uh, Brad Tavares in this. And I, and again, I'm staying away from it, but I do for other people. You know, everyone has a hand in poker. They just stay away from Brad Tavares is my hand in poker. I'm staying away from him. But my job is to tell you who to bet on, and that's Brad Tavares. Next up, a fight I'm excited about, a guy who I don't think gets enough credit in this world, is Hilson Hayes. Wilson Wilson Hayes, he's a number six ranked 125 in the world against John Moraga, number 10. Moraga has fought everybody and anybody. He came off that big upset, which I should have bet. I was kicking myself. I knew I should have probably bet that. I know it's easy for me to sit here and say that now, but I, I truly did think Moraga was going to pull that upset um, the last time I fight. Wilson Hayes is just a solid guy. Um you know, he didn't look great against Demetrius. I don't see him fighting Demetrius again. Unfortunately, then you got uh, Henry Cejudo put him out, you know, and, and that's a problem as well. Um, Moraga hits hard. Moraga's coming off a nice win. I mean, the biggest win of his career, two fights in a row. I The only problem Moraga is is he gets taken down quite a bit. He... um. Yeah, he, he's susceptible to that. But I think Hayes being finished his last fight um, against Cejudo, who is a slick boxer, and Hayes has no KOs on his record. I, I, I like Moraga in this fight. He's the under. He's plus 115 underdog sitting right now. Um, so I would jump on that all day. John Moraga, 
He's doing it again. He's going for another upset. This time it's not big. I mean, I believe the last time he was like a, a plus 500 under. So you got nice return on your money. I would add this to your parlay. I'd risk, this is one of the ones I'd add to your parlay. This is going to be the question one. This is going to be the, the one that can make or break a parlay. But if it makes it, you're going to be thanking me later because I think Moraga can beat him. I think Moraga is a unique guy for this division. Um, he's one of the first guys that really kind of rose up and, everyone lost Demetrius, so it's not that big of a deal. But I feel like if I'm looking at these guys right now, I feel like John Moraga should fight Demetrius over Hilson, uh, Wilson Hayes. The next fight, man, this is embarrassing to say, but I don't know these guys all that well. And that's because the one guy's making his debut, Ricky Rainey, the sniper, he 50 poor 50. So this is this is the reason this is so high because as I'm looking at these guys' stats, Ricky Rainey is fighting Muslim Salikov, king of kung fu. God, <laughs> that is a sweet nickname, king of kung fu, bro. What are you serious? Okay, so he's ha- okay. He's got one, he has he's had one fight in the UFC against Alex Garcia, who's a very solid guy, and he got I remember that fight. He got his rep, neck ripped off. Um, both these guys are strikers. Um, twelve and two versus thirteen and four. Ricky Rainey again called the sniper. I'm assuming he's got some good punches, but I don't know his quality of opponents per se. He's thirteen and four. Both these guys look like they're strikers. God, this is a crapshoot to me, man. Um, I'm assuming the reason these guys... I mean, we got one guy who's 0-1 in the UFC. We got another guy who hasn't made his debut. I'm assuming these guys are going to go at it. They're going to they're gonna brawl. Um, they both look like they're strikers, according to their stats. Salikov is the favorite. I'm leaning towards him because I, I think... Uh, I remember him fighting Alex Garcia, and Alex Garcia became a, a grappler. I don't know Ricky Rainey. Ricky Rainey is a plus one fifty seven. There might be some interesting money on that. If you know Ricky Rainey better than I do, maybe uh, maybe go ahead and, and take that uh, take that bet. But for me, since you're listening to me and listening to this podcast, I'll go ahead and, and bet Salakoff. Definitely add him to your parlay. Not a fight I would stay away from. I would definitely. I, I'm really interested in this fight now that I'm looking at. But I mean, the guy's nickname is King of Kung Fu. I mean, you gotta you gotta be a badass with that. I mean, who nicknamed you that? That's a self given nickname. There's no way this motherfucker walked into his Russian gym and they're like, you know what? You're the king of kung fu. That doesn't that just doesn't happen. The sniper. I mean, I can see Ricky Randy getting that from somebody. Maybe nicknaming himself too. This this you know, I'm talking myself into this fight. I'm talking myself into it. Both really unknowns, but um, don't stay away from that fight. Definitely. Not maybe not definitely because then you know, I don't want to get a message like, hey, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Muslim Salakov, KO, done, done and done. This fight right here, Jesus. Next fight, Tim Boats, Tim the Barbarian Boats, me against Antonio Carlos Jr., Cara da Sapato. That means shoe face, everybody, because this guy has a really long face. And they call him Shoe Face, and I think that's cool. I knew this guy when he fought as a heavyweight on the Ultimate Fighter Brazil. Tim Boach is coming off a huge performance tonight win against uh, washed-up Johnny Hendricks. Antonio Carlos Jr., I feel like this guy's like never lost in the UFC. I mean, I know he has. He's on a four-fight winning streak, though. Just beat Jack Marshall in my submission. This is going to be interesting because uh, Tim Tim Boach, obviously, I think he's going to want to keep this fight standing. Antonio Carlos Jr. is going to want to take him down. Tim Boach has always been kind of the bigger guy at 185. Antonio Carlos Jr. has, has won the uh, Ultimate Fighter Brazil as a heavyweight, so I don't think he's going to be too intimidated by that. 
Boach has been submitted before. He uh, Jack Ray got him. Uh, Phil Davis got him. Um, man, uh, let me look at the odds here because this is yeah okay. So Tim Boach is a significantly big underdog, plus two ten. You know Tim Boach. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll go Antonio Carlos Jr. at minus two fifty. The more I think about it. I think if Carl, if Antonio Carlos can get him down, then I think it's gonna be a hard night. I, I think Tim Boach is gonna it's gonna be an interesting first round because I think he does hit hard, but I don't think he his striking is that crazy where it's like oh, I gotta get you to the ground right away. Like he's you know he moves well. Matt Hume's gonna have a great game plan for him. I know that. Um, but Antonio Carlos Jr. I just want to hear him say shoe face, old shoe face. We'll get it done. I would uh, I would add this to your parlay. I would add this to a parlay. Definitely maybe the the two unders I picked earlier. He's a favorite. He's a heavy favorite. You could avoid this fight. You could bet it straight. But you have to put a lot of money in the pot. And again, this is MMA. And I don't think this is by any means a lock of the, a lock at all. This is definitely a pick and fight. So we made ourselves made our way to the main card. Kicking off the main card on Fox, big Fox as they call it. Number seven, Michelle Watterson, the karate hottie against number 10, Courtney Casey, cast iron. Courtney Casey has looked good in almost every fight she she fights, right? You know, but she doesn't win every fight. Michelle Watterson, I think, is fighting with some confidence issues right now. Michelle Watterson's going to try to keep it at bay with some kicks. I think the UFC is probably rooting very, very hard for Michelle Watterson to win this fight. She's attractive. She has an interesting style. Um, she just needs to work on some things. She's fighting, she's fighting close to home. She fights out of uh, New Mexico. I mean, she lost her. I mean, she she beat Paige Van Sant, and she lost to Rose, who's the champion, and then Tisha Torres, who's like number three in the world. So it's not like she's losing to some bums. Courtney Casey is oh, just right at the cusp. Like she's right there. By the way, Courtney Casey looks dead on. Uh, Dexter uh, sister Deborah Morgan from Dexter. Any fans out there? She looks exactly like her. But uh, Courtney, K- again, this is what I'm talking about. Courtney Casey lost to Rana Marcos. I mean, I'm sorry, beat Rana Marcos, lost to Claudia Gadela, beat Jessica Aguilar, lost to Fleece Herring. All these have been by decision. Um, that her losses, that is, have been by decision in the UFC. Ah, she's tough. I don't see Michelle Waterson finishing her. I think this would be Razor Flynn. I would avoid this fight. You know, let me check out the odds here for you. Okay, the odds are pretty much dead even. There's no, there's no sense of jumping on this. Michelle Waterson is actually a plus one or two under. That's interesting to me because I think she is very, very talented. I just think Courtney Casey is going to grind her out and just get in her face. And I don't think Michelle Washington's has anywhere to go. I think she might be a little small for 115. All her championships have come out 105, 105 pounds it is. So, yeah, so I'd go Courtney Casey, but I would probably avoid it. Don't parlay it. Courtney Casey's a minus 122. So, if, you know, you got to put in a 100 bucks to make 100 bucks. Uh, yeah, I would avoid this. I don't like this fight, um, as a betting standpoint, but if, if you, there's some interesting line, there's some interesting money on Michelle Watterson. However, I do not think she's going to win. Finally, I get to talk about my boy Israel, uh, Adesanya is how you pronounce his last name. I'm going to pronounce that last name right, because you got to remember this guy was born in Nigeria, fights out of Auckland, New Zealand. Now I follow him on all social media platforms. He is very, very entertaining, very funny. 12-0 12-0 in MMA. All his wins are by stoppage, right? Obviously, he's he debuted in the UFC in February. He fought Rob Wilkinson. Not the most, you know, I mean, Rob Wilkinson's a grinder. He's tough, but not like the greatest in the world. He looked good. He looked patient. But my biggest fear with kickboxers coming over is is they're a little too patient at times, you know, and then and all of a sudden the round's over. They, they'll lose up the grappling. You know, they're trying to pick their shots too much. 
but it worked out for him. He played with Rob Wilkinson. He had no worries whatsoever. He's finding a guy who I believe kind of called him out. There was there was some. I don't know if he called him out or not. He's being very cavalier, thinking that uh, Adesanya is not a threat, and that's Marvin Vittatore of me. My Italian accent is the only thing I can do, and I can't even do that that well. Um, I think Marvin is very average. I think he is a uh, a grinder. I think he's not a finisher. I think he gets hit a lot. I think he gets busted up a lot. I think this fight is gonna kind of. It's gonna. I think it's gonna stop in the third round. If I had to bet all the money in the world, it'd be a third round stoppage for uh, Adesanya. He's very patient. I think he might even drop the first round. Marvin's gonna come out. He's gonna push him against the cage. He's gonna try to take him down. He's gonna make it ugly. I know that. Israel knows that. Everyone knows that. Even Marvin knows that. Second round, Marvin, you know, he's been to a decision. I've seen him slow down a few times. Yeah, he's got that one finish in the UFC with a choke win. Um, the, the the line is is what I expect, plus 210 for Vittori and minus 250 for Adesanya. I would bet Adesanya. I think this is this is, might be one of the locks in the night. I do think it's, it is it is an awkward matchup for him. Um, against Marvin because Marvin is that weird grinder. I think he's a better version of Rob Wilkinson. I think the UFC is doing a very smart thing by it, by pacing Adesanya. You know, he, give him because that's the thing is like you can bring him in and give him a striker, then we don't know what his MMA, full MMA game is. But he's not. He came in. He's giving him two grinders, and I like that. Uh, Marvin is a better version of Rob Wilkinson. I think Israel. It knows that. I think Israel's going to come out, guns a-blazing. I think he's going to pick him apart. I, I do think he'll drop the first round. I think he'll pick it up in the second round, and there's going to be a finish there in the third round. Head kicks. I think Marvin is susceptible to head kicks. If you go to MMA Takes right now, I'm talking right now. Go ahead, pull your phone out. Keep listening to my voice. Go to MMATakes.com. There you go. If you don't have a bookmark, shame on you. Read the article out, I ju- or the blog. I just posted on Israel. There's a highlight video in there. You're welcome. And um, it's it's incredible. It's over the past couple months, years, whatever, of his kickboxing and his MMA uh, stats. He's very active, very young, very active, and uh, I can't. I'm very very high on this kid. I really like this kid. Co-main events: Carlos the Natural Born Killer, number twelve in the world against Alex Cowboy Alvera. Alvera is taking this fight on short notice. He is coming off a loss to Yancey Medeiros, right? Yeah, he lost to Yancey Medeiros in that like war, crazy war, third round knockout. That was more of just I think it was just him tired. I, I think Cowboy is 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 not the most technical guy, but I think he's tough. I think he's gonna try to turn this into very something very similar. I th- actually, you know, I think he might try to grapple with Carlos. Carlos oh, used to be one of my guys. He's been very inactive. I still root for him. I want him to win. Um, I think this is actually a really good matchup for him. I, I thought his comeback fight against Neil Magny was a bad matchup. I think this is a good matchup. What Carlos are you going to see, though? Are you going to see the guy that's one foot in and one foot out, or are you going to see the guy that's going to come out and strike and everything like that? He's dangerous off his back. These guys are both remind me a lot of each other because Overa is also dangerous off his back as well, doesn't have the best takedown offense, has gone for some takedowns in his recent fights. Give me Carlos Condit. I'm looking at it now. He's a plus 165 currently. Give me the house on Condit. I really do think he's that much better. I think they're very similar fighters. I think he's that much better. I think the only reason he's getting priced that way is because he's a little older and he hasn't looked himself. I, I mean, I can't even tell you the last time Carlos Condit won a fight. I mean, you can argue the Robbie Lawler fight. So he's got, okay, he's got three losses. His last win was against Tiago Alves in 2015. Lawler, which was a war, absolute 
brutal war. A lot of people argued that he, that he won. It was a split. Then he got smoked by Damian Maya, and then Neil Magny um, kind of just outpointed him, outworked him, and just did a did did Neil Magny them man. Uh, give me Carlos Condit plus one sixty five. This is you know this is a fight I will be betting on. This is a fight I'll be highly paying attention. Overa coming off short notice. I don't think that matters all that much. I think this is going to be this is going to be really good. This could be a good fight. And the main event, I can't be more excited about this. I don't think a lot of people are talking about this. It's five or six. You got two of the most exciting guys in the in the lightweight division. Dustin Poirier, the Diamond Poirier against Justin Gaethje. Poirier coming off a big win over Anthony Pettis. Justin Gaethje coming off his first loss ever, and it was a knockout loss. This is priced really oddly, I think. Gaethje is the underdog. I'm a big Gaethje fan. I wasn't when he was in the World Series of Fighting, and he was making these claims that he's the best in the world, and I want to fight him, I want to fight him. I didn't like it. I have since watched, went back and watched his style. It's odd to me. He fights the way he fights. He breaks guys' wills. I don't know if he's going to do that with Dustin. Dustin moves really well. Dustin has good boxing, but Dustin is chinny. I think Dustin has has made some comments to let us believe that he's going to take this fight down. He's going to take Gaethje down. I mean, good luck. Gaethje's a tremendous wrestler. And Gaethje's kind of even postured a little bit and said, hey, maybe I'm going to take it down. I don't use my wrestling because I like punching people in the goddamn face. I love, love, love this fight. This could have been. I'm glad this is the main event. I'm glad this is sticking together. I'm following the weigh-ins now. Um, hopefully nothing has happened as I've been recording that this fight got canceled because, you know, someone couldn't make weight or someone slipped on a fucking, you know, you know, paper towel or something like that. Hopefully this, uh, this, this fight continues and, and it looks like, uh, it looks like they are. I'm on Twitter right now. Sorry. You're not getting my full attention. Um, yeah. So I love Gaethje in this fight. I really do. He's the underdog. I was surprised by that. I told my buddy today at work. Empty your bank account on Gaethje. I really think he's going to rebound well here. I think he's going to mix up. I think it's going to be a tremendous fight. I like Poirier. Poirier's been fighting for a long time. I don't see Poirier with his newfound, I want to grapple, I want to take you down. I don't see that really being a factor in this fight. I do think he can take Gaethje down, but Gaethje's so good at scrambling, you're not going to hold the man down. And, and I think that's the only way you're going to be able to beat him. But uh, So that's it. That's the card, baby. I got some winners in there. I got some losers in there, I bet. But um I you know, I learned my lesson. I'm not doing a nine fight parlay again. I'm gonna bet smart and bet strategic strategically. And uh, I'll go over all the all my winnings, how I'm a millionaire next week. And uh yeah, so stay tuned to next week. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see ya. Ah nuts. The podcast is over, but that's all right. Because you can hit the subscribe button and get a notification every time I post a new podcast. And while you're over there, you can rate and review us as well. If you need more content, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MMA Takes. And don't forget to go to MMATakes.com for all your MMA needs.